Good evening. Tonight we are going to be talking about rubbish. You're listening to the spotlight, and I'm not. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are headlocked with Chris, meaning it is a indie wrestling episode. Take it away, Chris. Hi, everybody. So I'm Chris, and tonight we have the pleasure of having one half of the greatest brother tag team wrestlers in the world, JT Kirk. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm glad you're... You didn't mess up my name like other people do. Yes, I am the Messiah, the Face Buster, the Reject JT Kirk. Alrighty. Oh, I accidentally closed my questions. Way to go, Chris. Great start. Okay, so first off, thanks for taking a second to come, and uh, it's great to see you again. My first question is, when did you get into wrestling? Uh, if you're meaning like when I got liking wrestling, that was when I was younger. Uh, when I got into wrestling, I started training uh, 2016, 2017. I can't remember at the moment. But uh, yeah, when I uh, was younger, my half-brother, Matthew Grant, uh, his dad loved wrestling. So when he was born, uh, I just wrestling just engulfed my life, essentially. I know you and Matt used to have your own podcast. Who was your favorite person to interview when you guys had your podcast? Um, so Matt did all the interviewing realistically. The only person I interviewed personally is Josh Alexander, and then I think I interviewed Shane Saber. Um, but I'm not that good talking, so it wasn't really a good idea, and they didn't turn out well. Um, uh, but in in the podcast sense, uh, probably like. Kenny Omega or um, Cody Rhodes, I would say, would be the two top ones. How come you didn't bring a belt like your brother did? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> Do you have any currently that you're in possession of? Yes, I am uh, current HWE Tag Team Champions that we defeated uh, the Bollywood Boys for. Oh, nice. Um, a lot of our listeners aren't up on the indie scene, so when, when you mention people, just kind of give us a little hint on who they are kind of thing, the, the volley boys, so like who, who's in those ones? Um, I'm Honestly, I'm not really sure what their names are. The Bollywood boys, they work WWE, they were like uh, oh, Jinder okay. Mahal's henchmen, oh, okay. uh, they've worked, they were actually on AEW uh, last week, uh, yeah, so... Um, Awesome. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Thanks, Matt. Seems you took me off topic here. I'll take you off topic all night. You got a free flow, buddy. Yes. Get used to it. So you said you started training in 2006, right? 2016. 2016. Okay. When was your first match and who was it against? Um, so realistically, my first match was supposed to be the same match that Matt's first match was. It was supposed to be me, Matt, and another one of the, our students. Uh, and then I was working doing 
restoration and we were working out of town so i lost two almost three months of training so then my debut got pushed back uh but it was it was better that way i feel like because my debut ended up being me my younger brother matt and our older brother jake who were all like the podcast essentially uh we were billed as weekly wrestling podcast up against our trainer rep scotty o'Shea and it was supposed to be just insane but he that's when he tore his knee like two weeks before our match so it got replaced by von vertigo so either way that that was a great debut match it was one of the one of my uh favorite matches so far that uh that would be an amazing debut match just to be able to get into the ring with those those three guys and i didn't know that all you guys wrestled together like you and your brother like i knew there was you and matt but i didn't know your other brothers were also involved in wrestling also i thought it was just you and matt that wrestled yeah our our uh, our older brother jake he's not into wrestling as much as us but uh yeah he did help out a lot with the podcast so uh he started training with us when we started training at hpw um he had I think three matches, uh, at least one of them was a battle royal, and then he also refed one of me and Matt's best of seven matches when we first started. The The next question, before forming Empire with your brother Matthew Grant, did you win any solo titles? Um, so like I mentioned, our best of seven, so when we started and Matt uh, started before me, he won the Death Proof Youngblood title in his first match and defended a bunch and when i started we wanted to face each other so we didn't want just one match so we did a best of seven for that title the finals i won in a ladder match uh, besides that that's the only single title that i won prior to empire i have also won the pwo internet title as well and then a bunch of tag teams and then the pwo trios titles that i've won as well that's a lot of titles. Yeah, it's been a, a big title. Now, after forming Empire, you and your brother went on quite a terror of the Ontario indie scene. You were able to go down to, it was New Brunswick, I think, and you guys wrestled down there. What was that experience like? Um, The experience on just being able to go to a, another province and being uh being like the flown in we drew we drove there but like the flown in like the brought in talent was crazy at that point period of uh my career the the whole locker room made us feel like we were superstars essentially like they treated us so well the experience in general of just going to new brunswick uh my family's from new brunswick so it was great to be able to actually finally go there and what better way to do it than to wrestle? Now, you did that with Crystal Moon and Brother Earth also, right? Like, they were along the trip with you? Yeah, yeah. The the four of us got booked to... Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But there was two um, New Brunswick promotions. One was uh, the owner or the, the promoter of the one was Pierre, who also did No Limits Wrestling, that was in Hamilton here. Um, so when he went over to New Brunswick, 
he asked if, if we wanted to, to wrestle over there, and why not? You guys were also booked on a Quebec show, but something happened, and you ended up canceling that show. I can't remember. Matt explained why on his episode of uh, when it was called Christmas Corner, but yeah, we won't get into that. Um, now, as tag team champions, you and your brother had also as a trios champion, you guys have had some pretty crazy matches. Who's been some of your favorite people to be in the ring with? Um, for what it was, the Bollywood Boys match was pretty good. Um, it wasn't what we were hoping to be, but it was great nonetheless. Um, I I would like to say the match with the Spirit Squad was up there, but unfortunately that was a four-way tag, and we were the first eliminated, so we didn't get much time in there. Um, I I don't know what I would say. There's been a bunch because I'm a I'm a mark for certain things. Um, items on the pole matches I like and stuff like that, which I was able to do. And then obviously the trios triple threat ladder match that we did at PWO when we won the uh, trios titles initially was probably up there as well. So you don't have a problem with heights at all, I guess. Oh, no, I have no problem at all. I've worked <laughs> roofing and stuff like that. When I was younger, in Guelph, there's this uh, bridge that me and my buddies would always climb the underneath of it. So I have zero problems with heights. Sorry about that background noise. Be professional, come on. I know. Why did it say anything? I had mine off. I forgot to turn my ringer off, too, so I'm, I'm in trouble, too. Just in case, um, so, sorry, Chris, just in case our rest, our um, listeners aren't really sure of what exactly goes into a trio's, like, competition, like, a wrestling match, like, how does that work? Like, uh, So, trio's is essentially just three people uh, in a team that are, like, in a tag team format, it's just three people tagging and out, usually, and stuff like that. Uh, doing a trio's triple threat match is a lot, because then there's nine people in the match, and then you add ladders, and any other weapon, because I, I had a kendo stick out, there was wrenches, there was uh, chairs, there was tables, everything. So it's, it's a big match when you have to put it together and hopefully nobody gets hurt. Is it more like a Freebird rules kind of thing? Um, It can be. Um, Some trios do when they win titles, like tag titles, they do Freebird rule it and it's like at least two of the team members have to defend it. Uh, we haven't had a chance to do that yet, but that that is something that I would like to do as well. That'd be cool. That's also the match that uh, Yates almost broke his damn neck on because he fell off the ladder and misjudged the table shot completely. Ooh. If it's on PWO's website, is it not? Like, uh, or on YouTube? I believe you can watch that match. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there the match is on there. Yeah, it's on, I believe so. We will link that in the description. Yeah, or in the WordPress. Link. Yeah, or the WordPress. Um, I know that you have the JT Kirk uh, name and everything. What made you come up with that name and the backstory behind like the reject? Um. So, despite everybody thinking this, I did not come up with the name for Star Trek or anything like that. Yes, growing up, I was a fan of Star Trek, 
um, but it is not any reference to James Tiberius Kirk, the Captain Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, I think it is, if I remember correctly. Um, no, my last name is actually Kirkwood, so Kirk is just a short form of it, and I always wanted an, uh, like initials for the first name, or for the first, and it went through a bunch of different things, but JT is what I decided on. It's essentially... The, the actual meaning is just my middle name and my dad's middle name. There's no actual meaning behind it, though. Missed opportunity. You could have gone as, like, the captain. There's, like, so many titles, like, they, they could have put on, you You know, the, the spaceman. You know, there, there's so many gimmicks you could... Well, I, 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 did, I did at one point have an idea to team with Space Monkey, but that's besides it. But, no, uh, even growing up, I was called Captain Kirk and stuff like that. Uh, there was a joke with some of the guys in the locker room that they would do the live long and prosper hand symbol to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. But what's up with the nickname, the reject? Like, where did that come from? Was that just like a nickname given to you by a couple of the guys in training? Or was it like something you came up with yourself to, to, to like space yourself out from everybody else? Like, so that you, you like, cause you have like, um, we'll go through some like Rip Impact is Mr. Impact here in Hamilton, right? Like he calls himself that. Uh, you got Josh Alexander, who's a walking weapon. There was all ego Ethan Page. Like what came? Why it the reject? Um, so I did fiddle with a bunch of different names. Um, so I was going to be the Phoenix JT Kirk. Um, to homage Jay Phoenix, who was Josh Alexander uh, when he first started. Um, I don't really remember how I initially came up with the name. Um, actually, I do now that I think of it. Okay, so watching indie wrestling with my brother Matt, we were watching The Rejects, which is John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley in, I think it was GCW or something like that. And I like that name, and growing up and in my life, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outcast, and it just seemed like it fit my my style and the the type of wrestler that I wanted to be. So you wanted to be outside the bubble instead of in the bubble with most of the guys here on the Ontario indie scene. Uh, essentially, that's also like in my moveset, I try to be a little bit more... Uh, not creative, but just unique in what I do. I try not to do the same moves that everybody else does, like on the in WWE or like on TV and stuff like that. Okay, the question that's probably gonna get me in a lot of shit, but I have to ask. And it, when I seen it happen, it, I was so pissed that it happened because from Crystal to do it, not a problem. But why did you turn your back? On your brother and crossbody pro wrestling. So you're you're bringing up old, old issues. I will say that yes, the Crystal Moon thing is a little bit more recent. Uh, unfortunately, I was not there at that show. I I'm not uh, aware of exactly what happened yet. Um, but I I had my reasons. Um, Matt at times just seems like he's a little selfish. Um, and I just at the time I had. I had enough of it and had to take matters into my own hands. Now, if you could have another 
best of seven or something like that, would you be willing to do something like that with Matt again to like, I know you, uh, if anybody watches crossbody, you'll see that fences are men, but is that something you would do again? Like with another promotion? Like, cause I know that like I've watched that best of seven stuff. And even with your stuff now, like going back and watching that, those seven matches are amazing work to watch you guys grow as individuals and to see the, the, just the, the way that you guys work together. It's like uh, edge says with John Cena, like old shoe, right? Like they're, they, they know each other so well. Like, is that somebody you'd love to work with again? Um, so me and my brother, Matt have talked about facing each other and like how, how good they were for the times, those seven matches and how much more we can do and how better the matches would be after these five years, I think it is that we've been wrestling. Um, I would have no problem doing a best of seven with him again. Uh, I'm pretty sure the result would still be the same, but yeah. Um, I always want to face Matt. It, the chemistry would be there and it would be great. Is there anybody on the Ontario indie scene right now that you have not worked with that you'd love to work with in either a single setting or as a tag team setting? So it's funny you specifically said on the Ontario scene. Um, nobody really comes to mind. I'm not one for these like dream matches or anything like that. I more or less want to just have like better matches than I did before. Um, something like Gabriel Fuerza, who I faced once at a showcase show for Crossbody many years ago. Um, also, Travis Moore is somebody I would want to face. We had one match during the pandemic, during the PWO um, tapings that they had. He was the first person I faced after I lost the internet title um, and lost to him as well. So I would like to get that win back. Um, yeah, nobody, nobody's singular. I'm, I'm not really much of looking for individual goals. It's more tag team goals, but not really anybody that's in Ontario at the moment. So would you take it to like go out West? Would you like to go out that way and anybody out there you'd want to face? Um, so lately, Empire has been trying to travel as much as possible, trying to get her names out everywhere that we can, going to the States, stuff like that. Um, there's not too many, obviously, the like the machine guns and like the grizzled vets, obviously. There's a couple other tag teams that I would want to face. I, I feel like as weird as it is, my number one tag team that I would love to face right now are the Carnies. Um, they came up to Alpha One Wrestling years ago when me and Matt were doing the podcast stuff, so we were really intertwined with Alpha One, and we got to spend time with them. Uh, I feel like they would be on the top of the list of somebody that I could face, especially since they're on their way out, it seems like. So maybe a dream match would be you and Matt versus them as their last match. Um, maybe their last match. That'd if, be cool. If, if that's possible, I would like to be one of their last matches, if, if anything. Um, other than that, yeah, there's not really, um, we're already facing them. The Bay City, Bay City Choir Boys, we're facing them December 9th for New Frontier uh, in Colborne, Colberg, sorry, Colberg. Um, 
they're somebody that we've been wanting to face for quite a while on the scene right now. Um, there's also this tag team called The Rise that are in based out of New York. Um, one of the guys me and Matt kind of grew up with, so that would be a good good mm-hmm. match to to have too to see how he's grown in the last couple of years that we've done. Uh, Matthew, I don't know Matt. Sorry, Michael. Michael, I don't remember his last name. I want to say Donatello, but it's not Donatello. <laughs> it's okay. I forget people's names all the time, too. <laughs> um, now, you're talking about different promotions and stuff like that. Like I know you guys are... You've won a total of... I think it's the HPW Championship. What are all the titles, if you can remember off the top of your head, that you have won? Okay, so I already brought up the Death Proof Youngblood title that I won. We are two... No, we're only one-time HPW, longest reigning HPW Tag Team Champions. Um, we are two-time PWO Trios Champions. Um, one-time PWO Internet Champion. We are the HWE Tag Team Champions. We are two-time Courage Tag Team Champions. I feel like that's it. Well, that, that was just icing on the cake. For anybody who doesn't didn't catch what I said, Empire essentially had one of the owners of Courage Pro Wrestling kicked out of the company because they won a tag team ladder match against uh, Airstrike for the tag team titles. And yeah, we were kind of all happy when Josh left. <laughs> that day it was kind of surreal um but uh with that being said is there any chance that people could see you guys back at courage pro or is there anywhere that you guys are willing to outreach other than where you guys have now like um i know sarah said like dream matches out west or anything like that and you said um trying to get down to the states or anything is there somewhere that people can like if they hear this podcast <laughs> they could reach out and maybe try to book you elsewhere um i don't think there's really anywhere that we won't go as long as they want us there um yes we've had our issues with courage um but you know grudges are very taxing on the mental health um like i said we're willing to go anywhere that want us um Nothing specific. Like I said, we want to branch out. We want to go to everywhere and anywhere. When everybody, every tag belt there is, travel all over the world uh, as many times as we can. Okay. If you could have a tag team match against any big shot right now, like you're, I know you said you're not a dream match type guy, but who signed to WWE or AEW would you want to work with right now? Um, Something like FTR would be good. I feel like our styles would be similar in a way. Hopefully it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, I've always loved the Usos. Obviously Sammy and Kevin Owens are up there as well. Uh, not, not too many other... Obviously who doesn't want to face the Young Bucks? Um... Yeah, there's not not too many that I can think of off the top of my head. 
I, I feel a match between you guys and the Young Bucks would just be super kick after super kick after super kick after super kick. I, I my me personally, I can't stand the Bucks because of I feel they're kind of one dimensional wrestlers, whereas you guys are not a one dimensional team. And uh, I just think no no offense to the Bucks or anything like that, but I think they would actually bring you guys down. As as a tag team, because you and Matt have such a wide variety of moves, and your tag team move set and stuff like that, it uh, it would be kind of counterproductive if you're just getting super kicked in the head. But it also might show the young bucks' weaknesses too. If they're they got more move sets than the bucks, you put those those two teams together, it's going to expose the bucks of being that one dimensional team, right? Well, like you said, super kick after super kick, I could just duck. <laughs> what about the Creed brothers? They're up and coming right now in WWE. They're, I, re- I didn't really care too much about them on the on NXT, but in the last month or so, they've they've improved a lot in ring wise. Their their characters, I'm still not like them as. There's in, not really much there. Them in ring, they're phenomenal. I feel like, but other than that, I'm I'm not really seeing it at the moment. I see their in-ring style being um, very diverse so far, like a lot of um, mat wrestling and even some aerial. Um, I think they will. We're going to see improvement with them as they go, especially being now on the main roster. Is your style similar to that, or completely opposite? Um. So mm-hmm. I I will say that yes, there 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 are new like they're, like they're still they're still learning. Of course, they're going to get better. Um, but like style wise, they're a lot more amateur-ish than we are uh especially especially me i'm more i don't know i'm very i want to say hybrid i was asked this not that long ago about what kind of style my wrestler is but like i don't know i don't really do too much high flying um i'm not really that much technical i i i'm not too much of a brawler per se but i i will kind of I guess veer towards that style more than anything I'm just trying to be more about like the the storytelling and uh, just getting the story out there regardless of what I need to do okay what made you choose of all weapons a kendo stick as your favorite toy to play with in the ring cause they're fucking sick (laughs) um so I've I've been a Sandman fan, um, and it so between Sandman and Tommy Dreamer, it I veered towards that. Um, the the pose that I do is Tommy Dreamer like, and just Sandman, and it's just a lot easier to carry around. You don't look so weird carrying a chair to the ring that you would a kendo stick. Um, yeah, they're just and it's the training tool when you're learning to use a katana. I don't know if you guys know that. Like that that that's what it's originally for. It was yeah, you know, so the kids didn't lop each other's arms off yeah. while they were learning how to well, use no these. Fun things. In that. I know, like lop off arms. We had lawn darts. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I love the best about the kendo stick, though, I can beat the hell out of people and not send them to the hospital. Well, I guess not. At least not to the morgue, we'll say. <laughs> Are they relatively durable? Like, if you... They're more durable, like... So, I I was using one that was already cracked, and I tried my hardest to break it, and it still didn't break. 
So they're a lot more durable than you think. Do you know if it's legal to have one? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I guess. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google that later. I, I bought it off of Amazon, so it can't be that illegal. Oh, are they expensive? Uh, You're not getting one. I'm getting two. I think I got like okay. three for like thirty bucks or something. Like it was three for like thirty bucks. It was, yeah, they were like it was like one for like fifteen, or there was a one that I found. It was like three for thirty, and I was like, why not? And then I've just magically picked some up along the way because those first three, two of them got broken completely, and then I was left with one. I painted it, and then over the last couple of years, I've kind of grabbed a couple others and i'm back to three <laughs> all right we're gonna jump off of wrestling here for a second um for those of you <laughs> who are listening and don't know uh the outsides of indie wrestling you had the podcast for how many years did you guys do the podcast for um so this year would have been our 10th year as of like this past july would have been our 10th year when we started it um the idea was just to get the voice of ontario out there and try to we we um, sponsored shows over the years to just try to help the product help the scene out try to get names out there we started a like uh indie power rankings is what it was of guys and it, it grew into from the weekly wrestling podcast to like the elite the elite podcast network which housed 10 if not more um different podcasts the scotty o'shea's podcast hacker scotty o'shea's podcast um started off during uh part of that as well like i said it was just it was just to get more eyes on the scene specifically the ontario scene because at that point um there wasn't really much that people were talking about in this area. It was just all the state stuff and everywhere else. Now you talked about starting out and you guys were working with Alpha One. What are your thoughts about Alpha One coming back? Are you excited? Are you like, do you think that's a good thing for Hamilton to have back? I know I'm fully excited to have Ethan Page back and have Alpha One coming back. Um, so the, the very first indie wrestling show that I went to was Alpha One, and I was hooked from, I was so hesitant to go to the show, because I was very close-minded, and just very, like, WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor-wise, I didn't really know indie, like, actual indie wrestling too much, and I was just very hesitant to go to this show, because I was like, oh, I don't know anybody, it's gonna suck, and then I decided to go, and I was hooked, and Alpha One is always gonna be my my i'm gonna say home per se i have worked there a couple times i would love to work there again if if we can when they're back if not oh well uh but yeah i've always had a a a soft heart for alpha one over the years i know you're into video games and stuff like that uh what are some of the current uh some of your current favorite video games and uh stuff like that now that uh unfortunately things have happened and with life and you know when the pandemic was going on we're all playing games together so um you'd be sad to know that i'm not actually as much of a gamer as people think i am um up until i would say 2018 maybe i was 
actually, sorry, up until like 2016, I was gamer as much as I could. Uh, but then I just lost interest, didn't have any motivation to play anything, sold all my systems, stuff like that. Uh, the pandemic, yes, helped it. It was more a, of a, that's why I started streaming. It was more of a give me a reason to play video games and, and just kind of get my face keep my face out there type thing because it was a pandemic there was no shows going on anything like that i was just trying to stay connected with everybody but yeah i'm not as much a video gamer the games i play now is honestly like halo uh, i'm not sure exactly which one and that's about assassin's creed probably the only other games that i play right now I'm trying to get through my road to elite game uh, with my created guy, so that way I can redo it and finally get Brody Lee. Uh, other than that, 2K I play, and stuff here and there, nothing too much. A little bit on the Switch, I guess, with Mario Party, Mario Kart, stuff like that. Now, your brother always seems to make Empire for the 2K series. When you play 2K, how often do you choose yourself or do you tend not to choose yourself for like uh, universe mode and stuff like that? Yeah, um, he wants to know how often you play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, as soon as I downloaded, as soon as I uh, bought AEW, I made myself. It's not that difficult because there's not too many things to choose from. And I started the season mode with that. When it comes to like 2K and stuff like that, most of the time I do play as my own character, depending on what exactly I'm doing. Um, obviously, there's like GM mode and universe. Sometimes I'll just play through that to see what kind of cutscenes I can get. Um, when so, the reason why backstory to the, kind of ties in with all that, all this. The reason why we are called Empire is because me and my brother Matt started a video game promotion. Where we were the promoters of, at the time it started out, it was NSW, and then it was OWF, and then it was another name that I can't think of, but that's when we, uh, that's where we met the guy from The Rise, Michael, not Donatello, um, and a couple other people throughout the years. Uh, one was actually helped us, well, Matt, get booked in the States for a reffing gig that we went down there. Uh, other than that, so when we were doing that, we would play as our created guys that I chose to play all the time with. So I don't know, not not as much. Like I said, depending on what I'm playing. Now, when you and Matt during the pandemic, you guys did the my GM stuff. Is there any chance that we could get my GM back? Because watching you guys yell at each other. And my GM mode, watching it on Twitch and stuff like that was amazing. And even on the Empire uh, YouTube page, you guys did a lot of videos for that. And it was just like sitting back to watch it as an, not even a fan of like the tag team, but just a fan of wrestling and the way that you guys would bicker at each other. Like, what? Time's coming up. Five minutes. Come on. Um, we tried super hard to try to get that thing on the on the ground and running um, through two different, three different games. It would never, I don't think we ever actually finished a season. 
there'd always be something going on. Um, it got difficult. We tried to do it live, and just especially now, Matt's schedule is like completely stacked as much as not even wrestling wise. Like his his shoot jobs, pretty pretty busy right now. I would love to do that. Me and him used to play SmackDown vs. Raw two thousand eight seven whatever it was when it had the GMO then back in the day, and we loved it. Uh, when it came back, we played it a little bit like beforehand and then we started the battle of the brands yeah i can't remember because we watched uh up up down down tyler breeze and xavier woods play it and it just grew from there um i would love to do it again i try to play one with my girlfriend but she's uh it's the same issue just no no motivation to to complete it um but yeah i love that getting back into wrestling uh when you were first coming up, was there anybody like that you looked up to? And um, when you were training, was there a specific person that you liked training with and stuff like that? Um, obviously, being him being my first interviewer at the podcast, I've always been drawn to Josh Alexander. Him and me have very similar uh, upbringings. We were both kind of chunky and got bullied and tried to get into wrestling to kind of get away from that i i try to model uh a little bit more in the ring uh, not so much moves but everything else after josh uh the last couple months i've been trying to improve my intensity uh more to match josh now when it came to like training wise i love training with matt and then also bmd are people that i i trained with a lot uh, when i first started i th- think that's about it that i can say that um like the majority of my training at the beginning now we just had uh for people who are listening there was a show here in hamilton um it was a memorial show for uh a, a promoter and trainer who unfortunately passed away last year ernie moore um was he an influence in you <coughs> training or was it just you met Rip at a show, and that's what got you into training. So, because of the podcast, we were... Sorry, hold on. We were wanting to train as little as... I wanted to start training when I was 15. I have uh, blood disease that I have thinner blood than normal. So, my family was always worried about me internal bleeding, bruising, and stuff like that. So, they were really against it. Um, and then with the podcast, I wish I had the motivation to train as much as I did with the podcast because we were training, like we were bus slash train, whatever, out to Whitby, out to Oshawa, out to wherever for shows. If I had that same motivation back then to train and we would have trained to like squared circle or anything like that, and would have been able to train with people like Von Vertigo and stuff. But unfortunately it did not. And not having a car or anything like that, we had to wait till there was a school in Hamilton. And the second that the school opened up, me and my both my brothers signed up, and it was just from there. So rip one hundred percent then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that Rips trained half of the the Hamilton guys that are on the indie scene, which is not a big shock because of how long he's been in the business. Um, I've known Rip for almost 20 years myself so um did he um, come to your birthday 
Rip has not come to my birthday, but I will say this. No matter what the situation has always been, I've been able to message Rip and be like, hey, man, I have this going on, and he's been there. The same with Matt. Like, I've been able to reach out to Matt several times, and hey, man, like, when I got hit by the car, Matt was one of the first people that reached out to me and made sure that um, I was doing okay and everything. Make sure you tucked and rolled. Yeah, tucked and rolled. Go limp. <laughs> go. <Sorry. laughs> no, not go limp. <laughs> um, thanks, Sarah. Now you've thrown me off. Huh? If, if anything, Matt would have messaged you and asked you if you took the bump, kid. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, hence the Chris three sixteen or Chess three sixteen. I just destroyed your car. So, uh, yeah, that was all Matt's was idea. Was the car a write-off? I destroyed the whole hood, so I destroyed her grill, the front bumper. Her license plate was wrapped around my thigh. Or, no, my calf. The The license plate was wrapped around my my calf. And there, there was a crack in her windshield and a big indent in the hood of the car. Was this some, like, Saints Row shit and you're doing an insurance fraud? No, 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 no. It was me trying to get across the road faster to go see my kids. <laughs> uh, but so that answers the question: Why did Chris cross the road? Yes, very much. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> to meet a nurse. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Um. Do you have anything? You said that you have the show coming up, but is there anything else that you'd like to plug? Uh, for our listeners to go check out, like, is there matches, YouTube stuff, anything like that? Um, yeah, I already mentioned the match with the Bay City Choir Boys for New Frontier, uh, December the 9th, up in Colberg, near Oshawa, I'm not sure, there's Colberg and Colborn, not sure which one it is. Anyway, um, other than that, essentially every other Wednesday... On the Crossbody YouTube channel, I could be on there for uproar. This past Wednesday, I had a match against Mikey Jenkins and Ahmed. Uh, it was it was a great match. Go check that out. Other than that, like I said, every other Wednesday uproar uproar is every Wednesday. I'm only on it probably every other week, depending on what the scheduling is of that. And then we tape those every other Friday at Crossbody Studios in Cambridge. Um, you'd have to check their socials to figure out dates if you want to go check that out. If not, oh well. Um, besides that, I, I don't have anything set uh, in my schedule for the rest of the year. My next set one is February the 10th, I believe, is when HWE returns, at least to the Don Coloff in Mississauga. I know they're doing a show at the Brock University, but I will be back for HWE in February. Besides that, I don't have anything dead set besides the uproar tapings and New Frontier. Any, any YouTube stuff to plug, like matches that people can go check you out on? Um, I know PWO YouTube has enough on there that I have done. I personally just went back and looked at some of their... Uh, I can't remember what their weekly episode stuff was called uh, foundation there's a lot of that that was done during the pandemic um besides that i'm sure you could just search up youtube uh jt kirk or the reject 
If not, I'm on a bunch of the IWTV shows that are on there. Alpha One. I face Danhausen on a show that's on IWTV. Besides that, I'm not really sure. There's some C4 matches that are on there as well. IWTV is probably the the best source for my matches besides YouTube. Besides that, nope. Uh, my my socials is reject underscore JT everywhere. Uh, I think that's about it. If unless. Empire Tag Team at Empire Tag Team on all socials as well. Uh, keep following us for there. We'll kind of be everything gets sourced through that from what we're doing between the three of us. Uh, besides that, yeah, it's it's not really too much. I kind of took the this year a little bit slower to kind of uh, just recharge my batteries. Essentially, there was a lot of a lot of old work shoot job stuff that I was dealing with last year that I kind of wanted to get past this year hasn't been as busy as I would have hoped but it's just the way it goes uh but you never know where I'm gonna be all right thank you very much it was uh great having you on do you guys have anything to ask before we go no I'm good no. That, that brings us all up to date I think yeah all right this is nice having you on the podcast thank you for your time and uh I can't wait to uh, see you in ring again. And we'll see you next week.